Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's a bad fawn. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. What do they teach in these schools? Uh, good question. Yeah. Why was this version of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe three hours instead of an economical 60 minutes? <laughs> I don't understand it. Also a good question. I mean, it's... It's just an extremely faithful adaptation that includes every single thing that happened in the book. It's like if you adapted the Bible and included all the genealogies. Yeah. Like on screen and it's, I in mean, real time. And even at that, it really doesn't have three hours of material. There's no, padding in here. nothing happens. Yeah. Like, it's a very economical story. Yeah. Like, I am not a C.S. Lewis fan. I right. don't like these books. Mm-hmm. I don't hate this story. Yeah. It just, like, you know, so, yeah. like, kudos to, that's, I was trying to give C.S. Lewis a compliment, and then suddenly <laughs> right. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. But it's, you know, and I am. The galaxy cried out. <laughs> um, okay, well, before we keep okay. talking about this, because you have a lot to say sure, about do. this. Yeah. But, so, it's day 10. Right. Uh what did we want to say? We just, ten, we just li- dis- ten lions roaring, maybe? No, did we come up with something at all? No, ten Turks delighting. Oh, yes, okay. Okay. Ten, ten Turks delighting, nine snow globes breaking, eight bears a-bjorning, seven stinks a-smelling, six ghosts a-haunting, five pointless things. Four browns a bearing, three witches witching, two dummies dumbing, and McGovern being McG. We did it! Woo. That was the best one yet. It was. We went back and listened this time, <laughs> yeah. cousins. We actually prepared. We tried. <laughs> which was hard, considering that we just lost three hours of our lives yeah. that we'll never get back. <laughs> That's true. And like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, this is not a situation... Like, we like this fine. Yeah. It's just a lot to take in one sitting. Right. Uh, especially when you thought it was only two hours long. Yeah. And at the end of the fourth episode, you're like, but like, there's like so <laughs> much yeah. that has not happened yeah, yet. Yeah, the point at which we thought it would be done was the point at which Aslan first shows up. So yeah, because we, were, we like, were like, wait a minute, that dude should definitely <laughs> have been here yeah, for a while. Things. Yeah. Um, I was an Arnia fan as a child, and I watched this particular adaptation on multiple occasions on VHSs from the library. Uh, I only watched it once, but we had uh, the Bill Melendez animated version. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, way shorter. Sure, yeah. Uh, but the animation was pretty crappy, if uh, I recall correctly, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. But- I, you know, I can't imagine it had a huge budget. Yeah, one wouldn't think. In 1979. Nor does when it this... wasn't cool to love <laughs> Jesus. Nor does this adaptation have that much of a budget. <coughs> I mean, it's pretty standard BBC of the period. I do miss the old crappy BBC, yeah. though. They were like, our superior dramatic training <laughs> precludes the need for production values. <laughs> Although there's no names in this. Yeah, that's Leslie true. Leslie Nichol, who is the Downton connection, right. uh, is literally the most successful person that was in this, <laughs> which is weird. That is kind of weird, yeah. Who would have predicted old Mrs. Beaver? Barbara Kellerman, who plays Jadis, the mm-hmm. White Witch, um, 
she was in a bunch of stuff, but her profile picture on IMDb is of her as the White Witch. So mm. I feel like she wasn't that successful. I guess. Perhaps you know what not. I mean? Yeah. Well, as long as she's happy. She could be dead, actually. It's possible. She was born in 1949, one year before C.S. Lewis published The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, well, how about that? Waka waka. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll just go ahead and dive into the recap. I'm not going to go into as much detail as I wrote down because, A, I started taking notes based on a two-hour <laughs> length. And, B, it if you've read the book, you know everything that happens. I mean, it doesn't... I mean, really, like, four things happen. Yeah. Okay, so Lucy meets Mr. Tumnus. Mm-hmm. Edmund eats Turkish delight. <laughs> uh, Susan and Peter show up. They realize Mr. Tumnus is gone. They meet the beavers. Edmund runs away. Aslan shows up. Aslan dies for Edmund's sins. Mm-hmm. Aslan comes back from the dead. They have the battle. Boom. Everybody becomes king and queen. It's over. Yeah. So that's our recap. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'd be perfectly fine with that. No, I understand. I, we're not going to do that. No. We already, you know, we and already sure... tricked you all out of yesterday's yeah. Christmas star recap. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have some amusing things to say or, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, I've got some things to say about Lucy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. We need to talk about Lucy. <laughs> yeah, so it opens in London in 1940 with the obligatory British children standing on a railway platform uh, scene. This is the most British thing possibly ever that we've watched. Yeah, for like, real. I always forget how British C.S. Lewis is, and I think that may be why I don't like the books. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... I never really hooked into them, and I think it's that like hyper British thing yeah. that I dislike about Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's like adult work mm-hmm. no, that is I mean, non graphic novel oriented. Narnia is like the most English thing. Like it makes Tolkien look like Hemingway. Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean really, like I, you know, I haven't read all the other ones, but right. there is. I think of the Lord of the Rings trilogy as something that has a lot of adult characters. Right, right. I assume that's because it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, versus C.S. Lewis. Like, yeah, C.S. Yeah, yeah. Lewis... Oh, yeah, like, they're definitely writing for different audiences. If you are older than puberty, C.S. Lewis has no time for you. Right. He's like, I'm not about that. Yeah. It's very, uh, very similar to The Magisterium and The Golden Compass, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. And those books were a direct reaction oh, absolutely. to these yeah. books. Yeah. So... Yeah. So there's something for everyone, uh, whether you and your children are atheists or you and your children are Christians. Yeah. We've got something for you this festive season. Actually, that's, that leaves out a lot of religions. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So something for many people. There's no like, well, that I know of. I don't think there's any, like, there's no like Hanukkah specials in Britain. There's not that many Hanukkah specials in America. Right. Yeah. Um, no, you know, I, I have no idea. Yeah. They haven't crossed my radar. Anyway, they arrive at the country house they're staying at, and it was odd to think about all the country houses that we've seen Mm -hmm. in our time on this podcast, and just what a different, like, how differently those kids think about it, and how I thought about it, like, as a kid. Like, just realizing, connecting in my mind that, oh, that house the kids stay in, in Narnia, or in the line of the Witch of the Wardrobe, is, like, Downton Abbey. I mean, not at that scale, but it's like... It's up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the guy, I mean, they call him the professor, so I think maybe he's not in the peerage or anything. Right. But who knows? That dude's weird. He is eccentric. Uh, So we see Edmund being mean about everything and Peter being kind of a little snotty-nosed brat in his way. A prat. (laughs) Yeah, a prat. Uh, 
I hope that's not swearing. <laughs> me too. He's <laughs> he's excessively uh, well behaved. He and Susan both are. Yeah. I don't like any of these kids. I think that's my other problem. Mm. Like I really dislike the Lucy in this version. And like, yeah. if you don't like the Lucy, you're kind of up a creek without a paddle. Yeah. No. And I know I liked the Lucy when I was a kid. Uh, this is an exceptionally targeted at children adaptation. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it suffers by comparison to the more recent film adaptation. Right. I think. Which, you know, how could it not? Yeah. Like that one has real actors and a real budget. <laughs> and Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Lucy finds the wardrobe heads in meets Tomness and is like, oh, are you a fawn right away? Right? And I'm like, I would not at any age run into a dude like that and be like, oh, are you a fawn? Like, even though I've seen this. Yeah. If I ever met a fawn, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, Like, I wouldn't want to, like, miss species it, you know? Right. And Tomness would be like, well, I'm a sentient person. I have thoughts and feelings. But yes, if that's all you notice. (laughs) Um, So wait, what's the difference between a satyr and a fawn? Is a satyr a horse's body? I think uh, I don't know is the answer. A horse's hindquarters? I don't know. Well, I think that's what's going on. Okay. Between a, because a fawn is the, the legs of a goat. Right. And I think a satyr is the back half of a horse. No, that would be a centaur. Darn it. Well, then what's a satyr? I think a satyr is just... Is it like a grown-up fawn? I think it is, yeah. I think okay. it's... Like it's, a big fawn. Yeah. Like how there's big swans in Swan Lake. <laughs> anyway. Sure they are. So. Barbara Hershey said so. <laughs> uh, Tumnus has never seen a human and announces that the place they're in is called Narnia, invites her over for tea, and she's like, well, I don't know. Uh, stranger danger. This yeah. whole thing is stranger danger. Yeah, Kids, it really is. If you find yourself going through a wardrobe, uh, be real careful. Yeah, and don't go off with strangers who invite you for tea because they might play a magic flute to put you to sleep to sell you to the White Witch. Yeah. Which is indeed what Tumnus does, but then he has second thoughts, so he lets Lucy wake up and tells her... We need to talk about Lucy's overbite. It's, like, I used to think that Isabel Crawley had the pluckiest overbite you ever did see, <laughs> but this one, like, the teeth are playing the character. Yeah, it's majest- majestic. It's like a Simpsons-level overbite. Yeah, it's... It's insanity. It's remarkable. And just her face, she's like, what? I can't, I can't deal with her. She's yeah. too much. The entire miniseries, she's just way too much. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is indeed distracting. <laughs> there is, that's just a fact. I had such a crush on Mr. Tumnus when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I just realized that rewatching this, and now I'm like reevaluating my entire life. <laughs> I'm just like, that was a weird crush to have. That was a weird crush. Kids are weird. Kids are weird. Well, and it was like, you know, I don't know. There's like, there's like a very like deep friendship between them in the book, and like, yeah. I don't know if I was picking up on that, but it's just like, okay. Yeah, that may be it. Anyway, he takes Lucy back to the lamppost that marks where they come in. Uh, so she can ba- get back to spare oom and wardrobe. Indeed. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now. <laughs> like, get it together, fawns. <laughs> Study harder in fawn geography. Right? Like, your name is Tumnus. Yeah. Like, that's not that hard to say. <laughs> Uh, Given that you all also speak English. Yeah. So he asks if he can keep Lucy's handkerchief, and she's like, sure, I guess. 
got all your fonts not on it. Yeah, now. I don't really want it back. <laughs> We're under rations, so I probably can't wash it. Yeah. Uh, so Lucy comes back and tells her siblings her story, and they do not believe her. Uh, correctly. Yeah. She was like, oh, but there was a like, the more she, yeah, yeah, the more she tries to convince them, the crazier she sounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, and then they go look at the wardrobe and it's just a regular old wardrobe. Um, so she's bummed that they all don't believe her. Later they're playing hide and seek. Lucy goes to the wardrobe, wardrobe, Edmund follows and enters Narnia himself and runs into the white witch. End part one. Okay, so the least believable thing to me so far is that there are fur coats in that closet that fit them. <laughs> That's true. They like, fit, yeah. they fit them perfectly. And I'm like, did they... Was it the whole plan, Professor? This is weird. <laughs> that, is, that is a little odd. The White Witch asks what Edmund is. Uh, she announces herself as Queen of Narnia and says that Edmund is the son of Adam. And I just like his reaction shot because she's like, oh, are you a son of Adam? And Edmund's like... That is a weird thing to say. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Is that like a son of anarchy? Yeah. So she invites Edmund to ride on her sledge. Again, bad idea. Uh, I hate Edmund so much. Yeah. Like, normally I take a very, like, contrarian view on these things, mm-hmm. but I hate him. Yeah. Like, it has l- not even anything to do with the fact that he's betraying his brother and sister. Like, he's just such a jerk to the White Witch. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I gave you some candy. And he's like, but more. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's rude. Yeah. He's the first time you meet somebody. Yeah. So he gets some magic drinks and magic Turkish delight. Which is gross. Yeah. I didn't know what Turkish delight was until we bought some for Tom's brother one time as a gift. And it's basically like a gooey gelatin covered in powdered sugar. And it is disgusting. Yeah. It's not good. And I always assumed it was delicious because it looked delicious in animated uh lion witch in the wardrobe that i did watch frequently yeah and then when i found out what it really i think i tried it and it was gross yeah just so disgusting yeah so i don't know if that was intentional just to like show the depths of edmund's depravity (laughs) but yeah it's terrible it's like the black licorice of candy (laughs) uh we see Lucy hanging out with Tumnus, but meanwhile, Edmund is spilling the beans about everything about his family. It's a good thing these kids wound up in Narnia and not Germany. Yeah. Like, good lord. Yeah. Things might have turned into the man in the high castle if they had <laughs> stayed. Uh, so the White Witch is like, well, I'll give you more Turkish delight if you deliver your family into my hands. This is exactly what babysitting is like. It's just like, <laughs> it's like you're not even my kid, but I have to like negotiate with you for everything. Yeah. And he's like, but... I could have some more Turkish delight now, right? And she's like, no! <laughs> so Lucy meets Edmund at the lamppost, uh, tells him about the white witch's true evil or whatever, and they discuss Narnian politics for a bit. Uh, they go back, they find Peter and Susan, Edmund's like, no, we were just playing, it didn't really happen. So they're all annoyed with him. So Peter and Susan go to the professor, who's like, yeah, I think, I think Lucy's probably telling the truth. It's probably true. And they're like, uh, we were not expecting that. What is the vetting process for uh, <laughs> these kids getting placed with people? That's an excellent question. I just hope after this they added a, a like a space on the questionnaire that's like, do you have a magical kingdom somewhere in your house that maybe is dangerous? Right. The professor would be like, doesn't everyone? 
So then, like, this makes no sense, and it didn't, it doesn't in the book either, because the housekeeper's like, oh, have people over. I told you not to get in the way when I have guests. Or, like, this she's just, weird. Yeah, she's weird. She's got a strange thing going on. Like, I don't know what kind of racket she's running out of this house, but I'm a Guinness. Yeah, and like, what are these women doing there? They're Com- probably like some kind of aid society. I mean, I guess like so. for the war effort. Yeah, but so anyway, well, if it's a big country house, they might be you know fixing to outfit it as a hospital or something. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but it's just strange. So in- instead of telling the kids, you know, go to your room or whatever, she's just like stay out of the way. So they're like constantly dodging around to try to avoid them, and they wind up having no choice but to get into the wardrobe. And uh, boom, they're all in Narnia now. Uh, so they're like, hey, uh, E's for like, me, <laughs> Edmund. But, uh, they're like, well, let's go to see Mr. Tumnus. Uh, but his door is all busted up, and there's a notice there from an evil wolf that says Tumnus has been captured. End part two. It's unbelievable how much more quickly we're getting through this than this miniseries did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're an hour in at this point. <laughs> and as I said, three things have happened so far. Yeah. So Lucy explains about the White Witch. They agree they have to rescue Mr. Tumnus. Edmund... We forgot to mention why the White Witch is so bad. Yeah. Uh, which is that in Narnia, because of her rule, it is always winter and never Christmas. Yes. And as we know from various forms of media, British people love Christmas. They, they cannot really even do. get enough of it. Like, it is just on another level. Yeah. How yeah. much they love Christmas. They really do. So the idea that it's never Christmas is just anathema to all these kids. Yeah, which is why it gets stated at least six times. Yeah, in the course this, of this is your drinking game. Every time they say it's always winter and never Christmas, take a drink. Yeah, drink some cordial. If you're of age. <laughs> Edmund's like, uh, maybe the White Witch isn't that bad. You know how fawns are. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> no, although they do seem really weirdly knowledgeable about fawns. They do. Uh, more knowledgeable than I would have been at their age. <laughs> so, uh, they see somebody, uh, it's a beaver that is beckoning them towards them and is like, uh, oh, and Peter's like, well, I suppose if it is evil, we can probably take it, the four of us. That beaver is like easily 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, apparently those costumes were terrible. Yeah. Well, there, cause there's no flexibility between head and toe. Yeah. Like, they just have to like, rotate their entire body They're like to that walk. Travelocity gnome, but like, <laughs> for real. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Beaver warns them that there might be spies around, uh, and they ask what side he's on. He's like, aha, I have Lucy's handkerchief, which to me is a pretty ambiguous sign. Yeah, hasn't he read Othello? Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's also like, wouldn't the people that captured Mr. Tumnus have easy access to Lucy's handkerchief? I agree. But also, he is like, oh, there might be spies around. And then he's just like hooting and hollering <laughs> all over the place about like, oh, Mrs. Beavers got things. I'm like, dude, you've got all the sons of Adam and daughters of Eve here. Maybe like keep a lid on it until you get inside. Yeah. In any case, spoiler alert, Mr. Beaver is one of the good guys. Uh, says that Aslan's on the move, and they all get excited. They're like, what? Is that like the Chinook? And <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so at the dam that they live at, uh, Edmund has a flashback to the White Witch telling him where her house is. Mrs. Beaver, a.k.a. Mrs. Patton. <gasps> 
except with a big old tail. Yes. Uh, so you can't see that part. <laughs> right. Uh, she greets them. Mr. Beaver goes fishing and asks Peter to help. His help consists of kneeling there and watching. Ugh. Peter is so boring. Like, I hate Edmund, but I, at least I have a feeling about him. <laughs> yeah. I just find Susan annoying. Yeah. But just Peter, I'm just like, what do you even add here? Like, come on. We really need a gritty reboot of this from the CW. <laughs> That'll give Peter some depth. Right. It's in, like, space or something. <laughs> space Narnia. <laughs> Instead of a wardrobe, it's a black hole. Yeah. Oh, space witch. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so over dinner they say that Tumnus has probably been taken back to the white witches and turned into a statue they're like bummer but they say don't worry aslan is coming and he's the true king of narnia where has he been then yeah like come on like aslan yeah come on like what's going on dude yeah also you know what the true king of narnia is the will of the people through their rep- elected representatives come on <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> There's nothing to support it in the text. No, you're, you're right. I if just, it were, then this witch wouldn't be allowed to be the queen. Just once again, uh, British people love kings and queens. Love them. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to them. So yeah, Mr. Beaver says he's going to take him to Aslan, uh, and that Aslan isn't safe. And that the white witch isn't human. She is, has not a drop of human blood in her body, but has not explained what she actually is. So, alien? Yeah. Uh, explains that there's this prophecy about the four thrones in Care Paravel, and then they all notice that Edmund is gone. I love the name Care Paravel. If I was Kanye West, that is what I would name my next baby. <laughs> Uh, and Mr. Beaver's like, you know what? I could tell that he was treacherous and on the side of the White Witch from the moment I saw him. So why did you let him in your home and speak freely about your plans in front of him? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's... Again, really lucky these people are just allegories for the conflict <laughs> in Germany and not actually involved in it. Right. Uh, like Ed- you just doomed the entire <laughs> resistance, dude. Yeah. Uh, Edmund talks with himself as in literally like a translucent version of himself pops out and they have a conversation. The special effective effects in this are like kind of impressive for the time period, but they're also a little bit bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's not, could have been worse. Yeah. I guess. It could have been worse. Yeah. This is before computer animation. So everything's right. practical effects or animation that's yeah. been superimposed onto the film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. So he gets to the White Witch's place. He is greeted by a wolf. Uh, that wolf is named Mogram, and I couldn't figure out the name when I was listening because in my editions, that wolf was named Fenric, Fenric Ulf. Man, that J.K. Rowling has never had an original thought in her life because the wolf in that, the werewolf, is Fenrir Greyback, uh, which yeah. is basically the same. That's true. Well, I think they're both derived from a Norse... Ugh, the name. Norse. Yeah. You know, I never formed an opinion about them. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not true. I think that their gods are cool, and I like the show Vikings. Yeah. So apparently it was originally named Mogram. Then for some American editions, C.S. Lewis randomly changed it to Fenric Ulf. And then later the publishers went back and undid all his changes. So it's Mogram from now on. <laughs> I don't know. 
I also remember being actually like the once in future Mogram. <laughs> I also remember like not being scared, scared, but finding Mogram like an appropriately intimidating. No, he's a lot like um, what's his fuzz in the Neverending Story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I forget what his name is. Yeah, but I know it. You know. Yeah, he's an agent of the nothing, but I always thought of him as synonymous with the nothing. Right. Right. Was it there? No, you're the right. Forgetting or something. No, it was the nothing. The forgetting was in the second movie. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> I'm so sorry, childlike empress. <laughs> uh, so the White Witch is angry, uh, and Edmund tells her about Aslan, and the White Witch summons her sleigh with or her sledge without bells. And part three. Shouldn't she have been using that already? Again, there's spycraft and statecraft in this. Is just <laughs> appalling, and I I don't like it. Yeah, Aslan needs to whip these people into shape. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Beaver packs up some supplies. He, uh, Edmund thinks he's finally going to get some Turkish delight, but no, just dry bread. That's what's so pathetic here is yeah. it's like, that's what he's motivated by. Like right. at least Judas got 30 pieces of silver. Like that could have been useful. Right. Had he not taken his own life. Yeah. Like if Edmund was getting like Reese's cups or something. Oh yeah. Then fine. Or like sour strawberry belts. Yeah. So the wolves are all heading off to attack the beaver dam, uh, but Mrs. Beaver keeps packing more and more things uh, for comic effect or whatever. <laughs> uh, but they do finally make it just in time. Uh, Edmund keeps talking to himself as he rides on the sledge. Uh, yeah, basically, this journey keeps going along. Uh, they find Father Christmas, which they're all super excited about. Uh, we see some woodland hippies having a feast, and the white <laughs> witch gets mad at them and turns them to stone. It's her one move. Yeah. Like, come on, diversify, lady. Yeah. There's got to be other punishments that you have. No. Nope. Like, you're a witch. She, she's, she, look, she knows what she likes. <laughs> and that's turning stone. people into stone. Yeah. So they all get Christmas presents. Mrs. Beaver gets a new sewing machine. Mr. Beaver just gets generic home improvement tasks done, which is kind of, yeah, you know. Give him something to open. Yeah. Gift card. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter gets a sword and shield. Susan gets a bow and arrows and a horn, as in a, you know, musical instrument type horn. Uh, Lucy gets cordial and a dagger, and they all get breakfast. So, hooray. Man, Father Christmas doesn't bring breakfast in our country. I know. We no wonder a, they like... We got a bunk Father Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no wonder we like, or they like Christmas so much better. Uh, so yeah, we see the sledge getting stuck, uh, because everything's melting. There's birds chirping, so they start walking. Uh, Edmund has his hands tied. The white witch is very angry. The kids are looking at flowers very happily. Uh, yeah, and they get to Aslan's camp. There's various animated beasts there, and Aslan! <gasps> and part four. It's where we thought it should have been over. <laughs> but we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, so Aslan says, hey, asks about Edmund, and, uh, that, it's going to be uh, tough, but they'll work it all out, and they have a feast. So the puppet they have playing Aslan is pretty good. Yeah. Except for the mouth. Right. Like, the eyes and the, like, eyebrows are so expressive, and mm-hmm. then the mouth, they just... just it, moves at random. Yeah, it has nothing to do with his dialogue. Yeah. It looks, like, it looks like a, like a... Like you're on Narnia the Ride, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like an Aslan whose jaw is just slowly moving up and down. Yeah. So that's a little disappointing. It is. Like they should have just kept the jaw shut, 
mm-hmm. and and just let it be you know yeah like just like a mask then essentially yeah but anyway but it know. is what it is and it's it, it's overall reasonably effective yeah it's no liam neeson <laughs> Uh, he shows Peter Care Paravel, and then Susan blows her horn because Mogram's showed up, uh, and Peter kills him. Everyone's very pleased by that. Uh, the Who other, does he kill? The Mogram. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the other wolf runs off and is followed by the animated beasts. Uh, Peter cleans his sword and is knighted, and Aslan's very much like you. Remember, you must always clean your sword, which I I remember very vividly from the book, and it's like, that doesn't really come up ever again or what that's about. I don't know. Um, something about, uh, not getting anybody that you're about to kill sick right before <laughs> you kill them? I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I guess, you know, Ross, Aslan maybe. just has OCD. <laughs> That's probably it. Uh, so the wolf reports... Although if the, he did, you think he would have micromanaged Narnia a little bit better. <laughs> the wolf reports to the White Witch. She sends out the word to all her minions to come around and decides to kill Edmund. But then those animated beasts attack and rescue Edmund. But then the White Witch and Dwarf uh, laugh about it. So they seem content. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, back at camp, Edmund's with Aslan uh, and then meets up with the siblings. And Aslan says, there's no need to talk about what happened before. And like, again. See, you know, this is the same as the Christmas starts. Like, you know, I think they might want to work through this. Yeah. They're like, um, uh, it's Britain. Mm, they don't. right yeah. right 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 so they british through it yeah uh the white witch's dwarf arrives says that she wants to parley so they do she talks about deep magic that says she gets to kill edmund or else narnia will be destroyed and aslan's like yeah that's true so he goes off with the white witch uh the forest hippies are all very scared they're like oh and they're hugging each other <laughs> uh they make a deal. The White Witch runs off. The and forest hippies. <laughs> and Aslan's like, we got to leave. He discusses military strategy with Peter, and Peter's like, but won't you be there? And Aslan's like, uh, no. At night, Lucy wakes up, and she wakes up Susan to go find Aslan, who says that they can tag along with him for a bit, but then they have to stop and hide. The White Witch and the gang are all there. They put Aslan on the table, uh, clip his mane. Lucy and Susan are very sad about all these proceedings. Uh, and then the White Witch tells Aslan that after she kills Aslan, she's going to kill Edmund anyway. So she wins. Ha ha ha. And uh, <laughs> she kills him. End part five. What? Yeah. So the bad guys run off. Lucy and Susan go to Aslan and take off its muzzle. Um, helpful mice chew through the ropes that are tying I've always up. found this part to be very emotionally affecting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's something very, like, tender about it. I know we're supposed to be snarking on this. No, but, no, like, but I, I absolutely... Just the... In, I, I don't like these actors. Again, really like my animated version a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, it just always broke my heart mm-hmm. for them to have to do this. Yeah. Uh, so in the morning, Lucy and Susan kind of wander off for a second. Then they hear a noise. They turn back. Aslan's gone. The table's broken. But Aslan's alive. Hooray! Yeah. So uh, he roars and explains about extra deep magic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Retcon. Yeah. Uh, back at camp, Peter directs his troops. Uh, the White Witch Do is... Do you think that Tolkien used to make fun of C.S. Lewis for his <laughs> garbage magic? I, yeah, I suspect as much, yeah. <laughs> And the complete lack of a separate language. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, and central mythology. Right. Lucy and Susan fly on Aslan to the White Witch's place where he wakes up statues, including a giant and Tumnus. What is the name of that giant? Rumble Buffin. <laughs> Rumble Buffin. Yep. I feel like C.S. Lewis lost a drinking contest to J.R.R. Tolkien and was Tolkien was like, oh, well, sport, now you have to use the name I rejected from The Hobbit. Yeah. C.S. Lewis was like, go! Oh. <laughs> uh, Peter worries about Lucy, Susan, and Zaslan, but then the bu- battle starts uh, back at the place. Ali- Aslan rallies all the ex-statues. Uh, the battle happens. Edmund chops the magic wand, but he gets hurt. And Aslan shows up, and the White Witch falls down and is maybe dead. Uh, the good guys win. Hooray! Uh, Lucy uses her cordial to heal Edmund, and then once Aslan bugs her about it, she goes and heals everyone else as well. <laughs> she's so like, she's like, I don't want to! And it's like, hey, dude, come on. Yeah. You're the only one with magic cordial. Yeah. Uh, Edmund gets knighted, uh, is not going to be told that Aslan gave his life for him, which, to be fair, like, he only gave his life for, like, a few hours. Yeah, that's true. I guess it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I was really uh, mad about that. So they had to care Paravel. Well, like it had to come up eventually, no, right? No, you would think. You would think just in passing and be like, ooh, I was not supposed to let that Because, like, other people know about it, too, yeah. presumably? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, they all get crowned kings and queens of Narnia, then all head down to the beach like you do. Yeah, in their crowns. I'm like, you better not lose those crowns. Yeah. Uh, Aslan ghosts, and the beavers are like, yeah, he's like that. <laughs> Then Tumnus voiceovers the flash forward to them years later and older riding through the woods. Uh, they seem the lamppost. They're back out of the wardrobe and they tell Professor and he's like, yeah. Well, you... and they're all kids again. Right. So they've all... grown up and now they're kids again. Right, right. Which it, has got to be weird. That does have to be weird. Anyway, uh, the Professor says, don't worry, you'll all be back in Narnia someday. Uh, the end. So that's the line, the witch in the wardrobe. Yeah. So wait, remind me, was Tolkien Catholic or was he Church of England? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> wow, that surprises me that you don't I, know that. I ought to know. I think we know. I mean, because we know C.S. Lewis was mega Catholic. I right. mean, obviously. Yeah. But I think I don't know. I think Tolkien was High Church Anglican. But okay. I, I'm not certain. Well, just I don't know his his comfort with not Christianity. Mm-hmm. Not that there's not a Christian. I, mean, I know that he didn't intend it as a Christian allegory. Right. But like. Yeah. It's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's more comfortable with like different styles right. of religion, whereas right. C.S. Lewis is like, no, yeah. my way. It's true. One of us, one <laughs> of us, one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to say? Uh, I guess I really don't. It's uh, if you're a kid or you space it out over long enough, this is a perfectly enjoyable adaptation. Yes. This is fine. Yeah. If you're a grown up doing it all in one sitting out of obligation, maybe less so. <laughs> Well, we've only got two episodes left. That's right. So until next time, up Up yours yours downstairs, downstairs, luncheon out.